from Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, your best sales and marketing tips of the week in 15 minutes or less. My name is Joshua Syke. And I'm Luke Akery. And Luke, direct mail is hotter than ever, with 41% of Americans actually looking forward to checking their mail each day, and 73% of American consumers saying they prefer being contacted by brands via direct mail because they can read it whenever they want. Yeah, right? if you look it makes at so much sense. all the stats on like the U.S. Postal Service now... You could kind of consider them biased because they're it's in the from mail the business, but you know they control most of the <laughs> the mail, and all the stats are showing that uh, mail is going up. Yeah, absolutely, like mail is going up. So, but the key to successfully cutting through the clutter and traipsing past the trash can, whoa, is in the type of direct mail that you're poetic. using. I was feeling very poetic yeah, last night when I was poetic. doing my show notes. No, today we're going to be talking about the five different uh, proven direct mail marketing ideas that you can start to use in your business now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would encourage people, like one of the number one questions Josh and I get all the time is, how are you guys in the print business? Isn't print dying? And we have actually seen, especially over the COVID timeframe, because everybody's stuck at home, right? And people are more used to now being in their home, working from home is becoming commonplace, that we actually saw a rise for us personally. So you guys know, like in our just career, we've sent over a hundred million pieces of direct mail. So we have a little bit of experience with direct mail. And I would encourage you that there's an emotional aspect of what happens when someone receives a physical product that you'll just never get from just an email or never get, but you'll also get a shelf life that you're not going to get from a digital aspect most of the time. And the noise is so much now with digital that, I mean, you guys hear us quote all the time, the amount of emails we get, right? But if you think about even Facebook, think about when you post now on your Facebook, your feed or your post is barely seen Mm -hmm. now by anybody just because of the amount that's on there. So direct mail is another avenue that's been proven that is on the rise. 65%, just to back up what you're saying there, 65% agree that receiving mail lifts their spirit and 61% agree mail is extra special during this time of social distancing. So it it the the proof is right there in the statistics. So we're going to talk about the five ways. The first one is handwritten notes. Handwritten notes, get this, are opened at a 99% open rate. Compare that to your email marketing, which is an average of 20%. I've seen other statistics on mail in general, obviously has a higher open rate, but 99 out of 100 handwritten notes that you send out will be opened. And the average American receives only 10 pieces, 10 pieces of personal mail a year. That's so crazy. talk about standing out. That's only 10 even pieces. more than uh, text messaging. Text messaging, they said, I think was 98%. Oh, yeah, so it's yeah. probably, it's, that, it's probably the, very it's right similar. I mean, I, you know what they say about statistics, right? Yeah. <laughs> 99% of statistics are made up. Yeah. Well, no. And I made that up. <laughs> yeah, I made that up. <laughs> but the point being is, I mean, think about yourself. The best thing in marketing is this, is put yourself in the consumer's shoes. Because you receive marketing every single day. And how do you respond and how do you react? And think about a handwritten note. 
you always open it because it's something personal. It's something special. Usually it's something that's being sent to you by a relative, probably on a special occasion. So it's a perfect opportunity to, and it also gives you that uh, sense of just like appreciation. When someone I, is sending you a note, it's a, it's a, an appreciation yeah. naturally. I have to read this because our writer, Gabriel, uh, we, this is a blog post that yep. we're doing this from. So you can go and check out the blog at remindedme.com slash blog. This is what she wrote. And it's, it's, it's a great, sort of picture in your mind, but let's imagine for a moment that you've received a handwritten letter. The envelope looks unlike any others in that morning's mail, and the address is written in real ink from a real pen. Your anticipation is already building. You look at it, feel at it, turn it over. Perfectly placed in the top right corner is a real stamp. You immediately sense this message is something special. Someone somewhere has separated you from the crowd. They've stopped whatever they were doing to take paper and pen in hand and dedicate their limited time and energy exclusively to you. I feel like I need a <laughs> Ariel's time. Isn't that beautiful? But that, like, that's beautiful. That is that like is that sums emotion. up like what we're trying to say it's from the, the standpoint of how people will feel when they receive yep. a handwritten note. So easy application here is the birthdays that happen yep. in your client database. The uh, spe- It doesn't even have to be a birthday, right? It could be a special event or something like that. It could be an out of the blue thinking about you. Just wanted to know, wanted you to know how much I appreciate you and send in that note. One of the things that I did with our employees is I used to write handwritten notes to them yeah. to thank them when we were in the office. And I got such good feedback from that. Just a simple handwritten note. I got better feedback on that than giving someone a $25 gift card or a $50 gift card that we used to do for employee engagement and still do. But it's just that personal aspect that it hits home and that feeling that it gives the person. I will say... One of the best parts about handwritten notes is like Luke wrote me one. I still have it on my desk. People hold on to those. That's not something that people read and then they throw out because it is so special and it's so unique to give someone that. Yeah. That I think that that's another. Well, and then the, so the benefit there from a business standpoint is what? You're top of mind. Yep. You know, if someone holds on to that, they remember you. They obviously feel good about that. And they're looking to return the favor at some point. Second uh, idea for uh, direct mail is postcards. So like, let's be honest here. We have spent a lot of our career kind of bashing postcards, yep. <laughs> right? Because so many people, I feel, use postcards incorrectly in the sense that they're using it almost as a way to like maintain their a relationship or build a sure. relationship yeah. versus using it and understanding what postcards are for. It is a mass blast branding, top of mind awareness type of strategy That's that you would point. be doing to a geographic area or uh, a, a niche area, a niche area. Yep. Oh my niche. gosh, niche or niche. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who we had on the podcast, but I love what they said. They said, it might've been Lee Brown. She said, people farm. She people yes. farms. She doesn't geographic farm. She people farms, meaning she finds the people that she would ideally like to work with and then includes that in her list and in her postcard. Blast. Yeah, we always give people what we call the three E's of content when you're thinking about postcards, which would be education, entertainment, and endearment. And the whole idea here is that in your postcards, your whole goal is to get your brand top of mind. You know it's going to be like the lottery. It's going to be five seconds probably before it goes in the trash because there's no utility of keeping a postcard, right? It's not like a magnet or a calendar or something that's going to live in the home. So they're going to glance at it. So very quickly, you need to deliver them value and you need to put your brand first and foremost. Like they need to see your face, your brand, whatever that is that you're trying to get them to 
top of mind awareness of, they need to see that on that postcard. But education, entertainment, and endearment, we have found those categories of content systematically done over the course of a year has been really, really effective. So just an example would be education might be, here's some things you can remodel to get more return on investment for your home. Entertainment might be kids' activities that you can do with your kids now that everybody's stuck at home for or everybody's off from school for the summer. And then endearment might be a charity that you support. It might be a little league baseball team or something like that that you're involved with that ties you to the community that you're in, especially as a service-based sales professional. If you're in insurance, real estate, financial advising, you live and breathe that community. That really is your business. And so tying yourself to that community through endearment is really, really powerful. Uh, if, you're, if you've if you tried postcards in the past and maybe it didn't work for you, I did pull a couple of testimonials that we had from um, some of our clients. Jim, this comes from Jim Dorsey. He says, I just have to tell you guys that I watched this webinar live. We do a geographic farming webinar where we talk about postcards and took advantage of the postcard offer. I've never farmed and have always worked by referral. Thanks to you, I mailed about 500 postcards and just signed a listing for 450,000. And the seller is also using us to buy for about 350,000. That 800,000 in volume from one postcard. I hope these cards don't make me have to start working for a living again. (laughs) (laughs) So now results may vary. Anything in marketing may vary, obviously, but we're giving you guys the success stories and the hopefully the tips and the ideas for uh, how to make your postcard campaigns uh, successful. All right. Number three is going to be newsletters. So this is very similar. We would compare this, you know, if you're looking at like the digital world and kind of communication, I would Mm -hmm. compare this most closely to your emails. Um, You want to make sure that these are timely. You want to make sure that they're very relevant to the audience that you're delivering them to. Uh, And you want to make sure um, that it's not trivial information, right? That you're actually adding value to the audience that you're delivering to. You're solving their problems. You know what they're already interested in and you're helping them reach the goals that they want to reach. One thing, we had Will Penny on the podcast. Uh, So he's a big time agent in Ohio. Um, I think his team does over 200 deals a year. Mm -hmm. Um, He has a couple of agents on his team with him, but he has for literally, I think over the last decade has sent out a newsletter that is kind of like the paper. Like it literally is his small little paper. And he says, he calls it, it's something that my clients will read on the toilet, but he said (laughs) it's been so successful for him because it's cost effective enough to be able to send out to a ton of people. It's more valuable than a postcard, meaning people aren't just going to glance at it and toss it, or there's a chance they're not because there's actually something there, i.e. they put it in their restroom and they read it when they're on the toilet <laughs> type idea. But the point being is like the reason why newsletters work and they're effective is because they're really in that borderline between the, the decision of like a postcard or doing something even more high quality, which is what we'll get to next. But it's giving you something that you can still mass mail out there but it's valuable enough to maybe get a little bit longer of a shelf life. Yeah, a couple tips that you can apply to your postcards. Number one, no, I, I love this. You said postcards. <laughs> Number one, don't call it a postcard. It's actually a newsletter. No, don't call your newsletter a newsletter. Use a title that is going to um, uh, help clarify and give people immediately what they're going to get from it. So one example would be Jane Doe's local real estate review for homeowners and home buyers. Another example that Gabriel puts in the blog is John Smith's guide to ocean view properties in the Northwest. So again, it's very clear. And so that's a 
actionable tip that you can walk away with in terms of naming your newsletter. And then the next one is don't skimp out on the design. Mm. You want to make this thing visually appealing. You want to make it easy to read. I can't tell you how many, I get this community newsletter and it is just a wall of text and everyone listening right now can picture this community newsletter that you get where it's just three or four columns of nothing but yeah. text and, and a couple black and white. You never read it because you don't even know where to start. So make sure that you're either yep. using a design service or that you're uh, using maybe a template. There's free yeah. templates online. You go to Canva and get, I think, some free templates for yeah. newsletters. Um, just make sure you're considering that when putting that in and being exclusive with the content that you include so that people don't read none of it. They at least read the limited amount of content that you do I will add for. that don't be afraid to put some type of gamification in your newsletter too because I've heard oh, multiple yeah, yeah. times like put a crossword puzzle or something like that people yeah. do you can also that. do like scavenger hunts yeah. or, or or guess where I am type of thing we've had people do yeah. this in our own magazine where they take a picture of themselves you can see a little bit of the background yep. and they say like the first person to guess correctly where I am gets I don't know $25 yeah, Starbucks awesome. gift card alright number four speaking of uh, Starbucks gift cards keepsakes and gifts so sending your uh, your relationships a nice keepsake or a gift. This can be food. Yep. This could be uh, a gift card. This could be something based on their personal interest. This is where like if you're if you are taking those notes and understanding what your people are interested in. Maybe they like golf. Maybe they like yep. the outdoors. And then you're tailoring your gift to their specific needs and their specific interest. Huge relationship booster. Yeah. And if you focus on something that's of quality, like I just got a gift um, box from White Glove. Um, oh, so yeah. I spoke at one of their conferences. They and gave you golf tees. Yeah, that they gave going me golfing? golf tees. They gave me a nice hat. And it's nice enough to where you're like, like we've done this with our stay paid gear. We've sent it to guests that we've had. We've sent it to different different fans and stuff like that. And it's nice enough, even though it's your swag, it's nice enough that people actually appreciate it as a gift. That's a great idea. Another one that I hear all the time that people don't take advantage of is like a, a $5 Starbucks gift card. Yeah. It's so cost effective, <clears throat> but yet is so powerful for people to actually when they receive it, they're like, wow, that was really nice. For the person. Send your gifts around life events, right? So it could be birthdays. Uh, I actually just got, I posted this on our Instagram, a half birthday. So my yeah, birthday is in awesome. December. So it was in June from Kim Angeli. She's been on our podcast Amazing. with Grateful Box, um, but sent me like a half birthday brownie. And then the the benefit to your business, number one, you're doing what you should be doing, which is strengthening those relationships, which are ultimately going to lead to referrals and repeat business. But number two, they might take a picture of it, snap it, post it. You put the white glove I put it on, on social Instagram, media, tag yeah. her. I put the uh, brownie on, on Instagram, mm -hmm. tag Kim. Yep. Um, so, you know, the people that you're sending to, that's an extra benefit yep. that you might get out of it. When I had Evelyn, I got a lot of gifts from people and Every one of them, it was still powerful. I thought you said you're going to, you sent Evelyn as a gift. Yeah, I sent Evelyn as a gift. <laughs> when I had Evelyn, yeah. I immediately sent her I as a like, gift. I was like, there you go, Megan. There's my gift <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully she doesn't watch this podcast. yes hopefully she does not watch this all right number five our last one and this is branded magazines yes. so this is something that you know it's, it's and we're not biased here at all we're not biased I on mean, this one this is at not all what we do but for hey reminder media pays for all this equipment so we gotta we gotta give them a shout out when we can magazine readership continues to climb it's up four million uh, from previous years, yeah. a third of people under the uh, age of 35 report reading magazines more because of the pandemic. It's even higher among uh, women readers. And guess what? The women in the household are the ones making the decision. So, and they're the ones that refer. <laughs> the so, you know, sending out a high quality branded magazine that ultimately has your branding on it, your front and center. Not only is it enjoyable because people spend an average 44 yeah. minutes reading the magazine 
But again, it's keeping you top of mind in the relationships that matter the most in your business. Yes. The biggest thing that we've seen over the decade slash two decades we've done this is it really triggers reciprocity. People perceive the magazine as a gift. Mm -hmm. Like they don't just view it as like a newsletter or a postcard or anything like that. They view it as a gift and it's a perfect opportunity then for whether you're doing some follow-up, whether you're talking to that person, don't be surprised if they bring up articles in the magazine. If they do that the next time you see them, read what's in your magazine if you're actually going to send it out, right? So I know we have a ton of clients that listen to this. Make sure you're reading the, the magazine and make sure you're using it as a conversation piece. But the real concept here is in your business, you want to be training people to refer you. You want to make sure that they know you're the person that can help them and help their friends. And so the magazine, because it's perceived as a gift, is just a nice way to kind of balance out that, hey, Josh, I would love to help you and your friends. And do you have any referrals for me? But also, I've been giving, I've been giving, I've been giving. Kind of it's that Gary Vee, give, 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 give before yeah. you take. The stats really back it up and not to bore us with more stats or anything, but when we surveyed readers, recipients of the magazine directly, 80% of people are likely to do business with the professional because they send them the magazine. So actually doing business again, 58% have referred that professional in the last 12 months because they sent them the magazine. Magazine is kept on average three to four weeks in home with 36% of people keeping it for more than four weeks. And half the people that receive it actually keep yeah. it on the coffee table in it's the amazing. home. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to statepaypodcast.com for the show notes. We'll also include a link to that full blog because the blog has a lot more information that we were able to get out on this podcast today. You can actually see the results of that reader survey if you go to remindermedia.com slash reader survey. So this is great if you're a client of ours and you're looking for opportunities for how to use the magazine better to yeah. get some of these results. We have a webinar over there where we actually walk through not only the results, but then how you can walk away from that webinar with some action items that you can begin applying. And if you're not using the magazine, you can check it out, see if it makes sense for your business. If you're looking for ways to support the show, we'd love it if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and comment to let us know how we're doing. And the best way to help out the show is to tell a friend. Yes. All right, the Send dad them a handwritten note about stay paid. <laughs> the dad joke uh, for this episode is going to be in honor of Gabrielle who wrote this blog post. So Gabrielle, for anyone who doesn't know, loves birds. She, uh, every morning, she's a bird get, lady. We get an update on the birds that she saw. Yeah. What do you call or, or not ornithology? Is that a, she's listening to this and going yes. nuts right now <laughs> because she's, yes, she, yes. <laughs> what do you give a sick bird? A tweetment. <laughs> a tweetment. I, meant to, I, I meant, put I put the Zoom audio up so we could hear on the, the Zoom. Well, any hope we had of people writing personal notes and referring stay paid has gone down the tube. <laughs> if you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us and follow us on Instagram. We are at stay paid podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre, and I would encourage you, look at your nurture system that you have right now and how you're keeping in touch with your database, with the people in your farm that you're trying to go after. And do you have a physical touch point that you're sending them? Are you utilizing direct mail? And I would encourage you to look at that. If maybe it's not something you want to do every time, you could do the handwritten notes. Everybody's birthday, send them a personal handwritten note. It's something you could do each day, maybe one or two of those handwritten notes. It's not something that will open overwhelm you. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is they hear these things and they go and they take action and they implement them. So take action on that today. 